We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows Giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this the hottest day of the week. Proceeding levels in time, order, and importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bring about specifics and the root based on value with natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the airplane that your thoughts transmit. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value with natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the airplane that your thoughts transmit. You need to understand something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, get your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intention straight out. All right, so, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages was to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories. Shit that works. You have activated pipes in which have produced this black chemical called melanin. We, what we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over. Brother Fahim with an ill calling, talking to you tonight, filling in for Dr. Asua Aline Mutapak Il Bay for the night. And tonight's our topic is mastering the nationality and birthright. Yes, uh, let me get on, start 
I'm getting I'm here a little late tonight, had a little uh communication difficulties, but I guess we're doing all right now. Hopefully. Hope everything is all right with you and yours. All right. Let me begin. Well, dealing with the mastery of nationality and birthright. All right. A lot of us, uh, when we do get a lot of our birthright and nationality intact, uh, some of us, well, a lot of us think that's all we have to do. You know, well, we got our nationality and we got our birthright intact. Now we ain't got to do anything else. But no, you need to study more and keep on studying and keep on studying and keep on studying ourselves so we can master the nationality and birthright the way we're supposed to. You know, uh, I'm going to throw out some examples here dealing with, says here from the book, you are not Negro, black, colored, Morisco, nor an African slave, nor an African American, if you want. That's, my, that's what I put in there, okay? Okay, here we go. What does the word colored mean? Colored means anything that has been painted, stained, varnished, or dyed. This is by Noble Drew Ali, the 101, Korean Questions for Moorish Americans. Okay. <coughs> color. Having color, often capital C, designating a dark-skinned people, especially Negroes, distorted or biased, as by irrelevant or incorrect information. This is an American Heritage Dictionary, 1969 edition. It says here, color, appearance, guise, semblance, or similarity as distinguished from the from that which is real. Okay, from the Black Laws Dictionary. Color of authority. That semblance or presumption of authority sustaining the acts of a public office officer which is derived from his apparent title or from a writ or other process in his hands, apparently valid and regular. The Black Law Dictionary, 5th edition. Color of law, the appearance and semblance without the substance of legal right. Black Law Dictionary, 5th edition. Colorable, colorable, that which has or gives color that which is in appearance only and not in reality, that which is proposed to be counterfeit, seen, having appearance of truth. Black Law Dictionary again, 5th edition. In the early 1900s, the National Association for Advancement of Colored People, I'm going to read this again, because I just got to discussing these topics, discussing this very issue. In the early 1900s, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People was founded in order to attempt to prove that the Negro problem in the United States was fixable by fighting racial discrimination. The purpose of this association was to vanquish American racial oppression and global anti-black racism. Wow. Let's go to show how, how jacked up they have us. They had us, and they still do. Well, now the word is black, or uh, people of color, or African American. Okay? But the thing is, 
is getting our affidavits, our writs, and all of that together so we can file for our nationality. You know, first, when you do this, okay, we well, those, are, well, those who... who who those who are are nationalized know what I'm talk, talking about when you first get your nationality papers. First, you go to a notary, go to a bank or a library or a family member could be a notary. You know, to a bona fide notary first to get your papers notarized. Notarized, certain papers get notarized. Most of the papers what you see, where you find that are uh, signatures. Other people's signatures, witnesses' signatures, and your signature. Those most of the papers papers you get when you have notarized. Then you take them to the county, to the county recorders of records and deeds. Therefore, you can have them put on the public record who you are. That you are not three fifths of a human being. You are not a Fourteenth Amendment citizen. You are not a citizen. You're not a 13th, 14th, or 15th. You don't deal with any of those. The 16th Amendment neither that deals with so-called taxes. Okay? The reason why you put that book to the county record of the records and deeds, I say it again, to get that put on for the, for the public record. Or you can go to a newspaper company. You can get that published in a newspaper if you feel so desired. Because they both deal with law. The county deals with law. Then you go to the uh, county clerk office, which is any county uh, court, and put in a court system. Put that put that in a court system. But you must learn how to master these when when you decide to become national. You know, some of us. Uh, get confused when we say, well, I'm a citizen with a big C. I'm not a citizen with a small C. No, you're not a citizen, period. You are a national. You are a, well, you can say you are an American national or you are more national or nationalized more. This is what you should be saying. You know, some of us get confused with the the so-called sovereigns or the Europeans that call themselves sovereigns but they're not actually the sovereign. They're not the sovereign because they are not aboriginally or indigenous to this land or they're not aboriginally indigenous to any land on the planet. Knowing these things are very important when it comes to mastering our nationality and birthright. Before we start doing anything else, we must master this. Master our nationality and birthright. Like Noble Trivali said, if you don't do anything else, get nationalized. The man knew what was coming down tight. He knew what time it is. He knew what time it was. He knew what, he knew before he even passed into transition, he knew what was going to come down years after his death. He told someone 50 years from now, it will be like no one has ever heard of me, like I've never been here. And he was right. No one even heard of Noble Drew Ali. And all of your so-called conspiratorial books, such as people that write books like David Ike's, 
people like Jordan Maxwell or Tex Mars, you know, and on and on. The books like the, the Unseen Hand, The New World Order, Behold a Pale Horse. But you never hear Noble Drew, proper Noble Drew Ali name and the Moorish Divine uh, National Movement never mentioned. But one book, only one book, mentioned a whole lot about them. And that, that book is called The Montauk Book of the Dead. I repeat, the, bon, the Montauk Book of the Dead. Author name is Peter Moon. Those of you who are interested in this book, his name is Peter Moon, M-O-O-N, like the moon. Okay? Very interesting book, especially for Moors. I can read something. You are making me a something from this book to you. It says here, if everyone, not just the so-called black people, are going to find their way back home, they need to know the truth, as a whole society is not ready to go whole track, so we can begin at the Moors Gate. So what do he mean, the Moors Gate? Or you could say uh, the Babylon of the Moors, because the Babylon means gateway, or the gateway to our freedom and our nationality and birthright. The Moors Gate. See, when you go to get your, get your, get your papers nationalized, uh, when you get them nationalized, then you go to get through doing that that part about going to get, a, get the notary, the notarized, get the county record of records and deeds, and, and to the uh, the county clerk office, court clerk office, then you get a, a process, a process uh, your papers through them, through them, then you go when the court sends you a court order that your name has been through all these procedures, then you go to the Social Security office first. You get to deal with the Social Security office first, then you go to the DMV. The vehicle motor's registration, you go to them, then you can go whoever else you need to go to. Tell them your, your, your new free national name, that you have your name corrected, not changed. We can always say correction or corrected, not name change. Some states uh, require for you to go to a judge, some states don't. It's up to you, you know. Uh, me, I rather go to. I'd rather not go to a judge. All right. The mastering the nationality and birthright, you definitely have to keep on studying. Don't just just don't stop studying at right at there. Keep on studying so you can help others. But first, you have to master your own nationality birthright first before you help others. It says here, 
read this to you here. But first, you must realize something about the Montauks. The Montauk is a tribal Moorish, a Moorish tribal nation. They're from the Lenape tribe. Says here, but first you must realize something about the Montauks, their ignorance of their own lost heritage and their failure to proper, properly declare their sovereignty. Before the Pharaoh can be restored, they must complete the final step of the process of the Tetragrammaton, which is the daughter, the Tetragrammaton. You can break that down. The holy name of Allah is balance of male and female, and so is the Tetragrammaton, the four letters of which presents Yod for father, He for mother, Va for son, and He for daughter. We have balanced the feminine and the male principle and the masculine principles. Okay. A lot of us um, still get confused even after we get our birth, nationality and birthright intact. We still get confused because we need to keep on studying more. Uh, I advise you to go to uh, com because we give classes Mondays and Sundays, I believe, also on law, on nationality and birthright. Because there are a lot of things a lot of us still don't know yet to protect our nationality and birthright. There are some people don't even know that we not that we are not citizens of the U.S. Why? Because they have not studied, and they need to go back and do their homework. I have here the Bouvier's Dictionary on on Constitutional Law. Listen to me carefully. Carefully. One of the sovereign people, Constitution member of the sovereignty, synonymous with the people. Citizens are either native-born or naturalized. Repeat this again. Citizens are either native born or naturalized. Native citizens may may all all I may hold any office. Naturalized citizens may be elected or appointed to any office under the Constitution of the United States, except the office of president and vice president. The Constitution provides all the citizens of each state shall touch up all the privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states. Okay, let me stop right here. Now, what do you mean by citizens? Okay, you're saying it with a small c also, not with a large c, but it doesn't make any difference for us. We don't claim either one. Because when they say citizen of the United States, that means an employee of the United States corporation. We mean getting rights and privileges of this corporation, 
of this foreign corporation. You don't need to be naturalized. It says here to be naturalized. Okay, you don't need to be naturalized. You are already natural to the land. There is no naturalization process to be done. Not with us. Maybe with the Europeans. Maybe some of the other foreigners. Yes. But us, no. We are already natural to the land. We are the aboriginal indigenous people of the land. We are the first inhabitants of this land, of the Americas, and all around the world. Okay, let me go on. All natives are not citizens of the United States. Repeat again. All natives are not citizens of the United States. The descendants of Aborigines, us, and those of African origins are not entitled to the rights of citizens. The interior to the adoption of the Constitution of the United States, each state had the right to make citizens of such persons as it please. That condition does not authorize any but white persons to become citizens of the United States and it must and it must therefore be presumed that one is a citizen who is not white. So we're telling you right here that you're not an employee of the United States Corporation. Therefore, why some of us are doing paying taxes? Because most people think that when they say citizen, they think that being born here, so-called legally born here, and raised here on this land, that makes you a citizen. But that's not what they're talking about. When you go here, and I'm going to repeat myself. I know you've heard me mention this before. When you go to apply for a job or any civil job, anything like that, when they put out the application or when you get online, they ask you, are you a citizen of the U.S.? What most people think what they're talking about, are you an employee? Of, I mean, are you, a, are you born here legally? Are you been raised or born here legally? Or lawfully, or you here legally, so you could be able to work here as a U.S. citizen. That's not what they're asking you. What they're asking you are you an employee of the United States Corporation, but it's a foreign corporation out of England, under the British Crown of England. That's what they're asking you. Are you employee of a, of a foreign corporation? What is the United States? And you're not. Because they said the only people that can be citizens, uh, people who says here again, it says that it must be therefore be presumed that no one is, is a citizen who is not white. So therefore, we are not citizens. Although white is a legal status, but you cannot apply, we all know uh, those of us that are nationalized, that has been studying knows that you cannot apply color to people. Black, white, brown, yellow. You cannot apply that to people. Their status, not identities. 
on, right? Now, the uh, a lot of us uh, dealing with the thing we ought to do is uh, I had talked with a sister not too long ago, a bus driver, and she was talking about the UCCs and how their group, you know, uh, uh, what they call themselves, an African American group, uh, they're an Asiatic group. That's what I call them, and uh, they are studying the uh, the Constitution as well and the UCCs, the Uniform Commercial Code, and that's what their group are doing. But the minute I spoke to her about nationality and birthright, and she was like, she really hardly knew what I was talking about. I gave her my phone number and everything, and I told her, you can reach me at this number. We can talk more about it. I haven't heard from that sister since. Seems like when you talk to people about nationality and birthright, they run for the hills. I don't know what it is. I don't know what spooks them out or, or what. Or they feel they may not, they may be missing out on something, or I don't know. No. But at the moment you speak about nationality and birthright issues, oh man, they get quiet on you. But these are supposed to be heavily enlightened people, heavily heavy knowledgeable people. A lot of them don't know what nationality and birthright means. I was talking to my sister, and she was talking about her grandson, my nephew, my, my great nephew, and he was dating a he had he's dating a Vietnamese girl. And he was making fun and mockery of our culture. Why they had to leave their shoes outside of their home before entering. And so on and so on. And I made the comment and I said, well, actually he can't mock her. He cannot mock her. She has a nationality. She has a culture. She has a history. She has a language. She has a country. She knows what her name means. She knows what her culture is. She knows her history. She knows her language. She knows who she is. She has mastered her nationality. But my great nephew, he don't even know what nationality and birthright is. Oh, he has one, true, but he don't know he has one. He don't know his history. So first of all, my statement was he needs to find who he is first and then needs to master it. I can read this here. Okay? Show you what I'm talking about here. The Moor status. Under the rule of the Moors between 711 and 1492, the people as a whole were content, as content as any people can be, whose rules are of 
a separate so-called race and creed. The Moors under Prophet Nubu Ali teachings know that Moors are the people of humility. The charge of the Moors of Northwest Africa, a maxim, is to uplift fallen humanity. The time has come from Moors who have information to present this information. They are obliged to inform the masses and live out the legacy of our ancient foremothers and forefathers who were the torchbearers of civilization. Let me go on. Ancient ones have returned to those active Moors, the inner stand, the metaphysical teachings of the last prophet with the saving power for Negro, Black, Colored, and Moriscos out of their inferior names. Negroes, Blacks, and Colored people are titles given to slaves during the time of slavery. The Moors are indigenous. The Moors are indigenous to North America and not Indians, Metis, Inuit, or any other later forms of indigenous peoples in America. We're talking about the Mayans and uh, Aztecs and so on. This is what, I, what, what, what I'm talking about. Okay. But before them, we are the original inhabitants, or the aborigines, and they are the aborigines of Australia. That's where we are in the Americas. We are the aborigines, indigenous people of the Americas and the adjoining islands. Let me go on. As persons from the Caribbean, for example, we must see the lies disguised as truth in order to raise ourselves from being labeled as the savages of humanity to our rightful place as Moors. What is black, Negro, and colored? What is that? They are not recognized as nations. The foreigner, the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey said, Europe cries to European, whole Asiatic claim Asia, also Australia for Australians and Africa for the Africans. As black, you are now soiled or stained with dirt, gloomy, pessimistic, dismal, a black outlook, deliberately harmful, inexcusable, a black lie, barring ill, sullen, or hostile, threatening, black words, black looks, without any moral quantity or goodness. His black heart has concocted yet another black deed, evil, wicked, indicating censure, disgrace, or liability to punishment marked by disaster or misfortune. Based on the grotesque, morbid, or unpleasant aspects of life, black comedy, humor, and the list goes on and on. This is the American Heritage Dictionary, 1969 edition. To have, uh, well, on TV now, what they call what Lawrence Fishburne, uh, black ish, ish, so like being like being black, like being a black, like more ish, like being a more. Black is you have an adjective on top of an adjective. 
I don't know whether he know better or not. I, I really don't know. And then you got some that really don't care. Because they'll tell you in a minute because it's all about being paid. That's what some of them will tell you. Okay, let me move on. As a Negro, you are a river in northwestern South America, flowing southeastern from eastern Colombia through northern Brazil and to the Amazon, a river in southern Argentina, flowing east from the Andes to the Atlantic, a black chimpanzee monkey called Negro Ivera Aribo. The inhabitants threw all their refuse into the drains in the center of the narrow straight streets. The stench must have been overwhelming, though it appears to have gone virtually unnoticed. Hmm. Here we go here. They called themselves Moorish Americans and believed they were descended from Moors or North Africans who arrived on the American continent well before Christopher Columbus at a time in history when terms like Irish American and Italian American had only began to weave their way into the vernacular and the title African Americans didn't exist, calling themselves Moorish Americans offered a sense of identity absent in labels like Negro. Okay, but let's think about that for a moment. And, uh, you know, uh, some of us, we say Moorish American on my nationality card. For nationality, it says more. Race for race, it says Naga Asiatic. I, I still use the word Moorish sometimes, you know, because I have, a, you know, used to saying it a lot. Dealing with the Circle Seven, dealing with the one-on-one and one-on-twos, you know, who are who are, who are you? I'm a Moorish American, you know. But a lot of us use the term Moorish a lot. Actually, that is a adjective supporting a noun. So I want some of you to know that, you know. Uh, like I said, I still say the word Moorish at times, you know. Uh, but, you know, the actual word, I mean, you should be saying more, you know. You know, those of you who understand what I'm talking about, those of you who study etymology or those of you who are etymologists, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Now, uh, <clears throat> you can look here. Take some things from here called the U.S. Nigger Industry by Taj Tariq Bay. Now here, <clears throat> just then some of the things we need to know as, as mastering our nationality and birthright. The unconstitutional, unlawful U.S. democracy, corporation, persons and the private law operators having a scientific and functional knowledge of the working of electricity have used the known principal functions to register 
improvision, conduction, conduction, and current to strangle and to stagnate the oppressed natural people. I'm going to stop right here. Okay, you see, says here in electricity in bold print because electricity deals with energy. I'm going to uh, uh, break that down for you. Electricity deals with energy because it's, a, it's our energy that's back in this uh, so-called currency that we have, that have today. Those of, you, those of you who know that there is no money, there's no gold or silver back in it. So what's back in it? Our energy and our belief that it is real. That's what keeps it standing. That's what, what it keeps it going. They use terms uh, and, and law, terms at law, dealing with energy. Water is energy as well. You know, dealing with commerce, courtrooms, deals with energy. Dealing with the bill of sale. Well, what sale? Or what are you selling on water? Oh, a bill of sale, which is a maritime term. Deals with all banking laws. Banking and commerce deals with energy, the energy of the people. Jail sale. Jail sale. Again, sailing on water. Amity maritime term. Banking laws. Commerce. Commercial contracts. Merchant laws. We must know what all these words mean. These words dealing with what you call legalese. They try to use words to deceive you. Thinking it means something else. And they're talking about how to hang you. And you don't even know it. Let's say the jail sale. What we got to do to get him out of jail? We have to bail him out of jail. Bail bondsmen. Bail. Bailing the water out of a boat. Admiralty Maritime term again. The ship sails on water. Bill of sale. All these. These words you must be familiar with, especially when you're dealing with courts and suit issues, what is commonly known as lawsuits. What we call it a suit. Okay, let me go on. Okay. The energy theft mission. I'm going to say this again. The energy theft mission is the true origin of the application of the words cash and currency. Let me stop here again. Currency, currency. The water flows through the current. The bank. That's energy. The electric currency. <coughs> the electric currency. Dealing with energy again. It says cash. These words are deceived from a Roman named Marcus Cassius. Come from the Roman financier and real estate baron, and from current 
the water current. The rate at which electricity passes through conductor, through a conductor, okay? From a historical and mathematical study of these principles come working nature, political mission, and introduction of fiat currency. In the U.S., democracies legalize fakery, counterfeit money, debts, can never be satisfied as debt. <coughs> Notes can never pay or satisfy a bill. Okay, I see it again. Notes can never pay or satisfy a bill, thus the presiding perpetual poverty deficits and moral debt. It never can. A lot of us are, uh, um, you know, paying to our so-called rent. Uh, everything, you know, I say, well, you got to pay your taxes. You know, how are you going to pay taxes? Well, if you're paying the taxes, no, you're not. You never paid any taxes. You never had any money to pay the taxes with. So how are you paying taxes? <clears throat> I mean, it's a big game that's being played on the people. All this come along with, again, mastering the nationality and birthright. We must master it, master them. And then we can move on to something else such as the UCCs and other methods. Those of you that want to deal with the executive letter, okay, but first you have to master your nationality and birthright first. Master that. You know, uh, I know it's uh, something that Taj Tariq Bay said one time, uh, if you haven't ate your dinner yet, let's not discuss, discuss dessert. I guess all of us know exactly what he means by that. I'm going to read here. Um, let me find this page. Um, let's see. here what you have just read the real meaning of Babylon a word which means gate or gateway but phonetically it signifies Babylon or lion not incorrectly signifies lion just as the Lenape Moors tribe of Delaware a portion of which became the Montauks derived their name from the lion Babylon is therefore the gateway of the lion and it symbolizes the road back to our mysterious origins. So he says, somehow, quite miraculous, miraculously, we have arrived at the above proposition through the Moor's Gate. It takes us into a tour from the hill of Mars in Greece to the Sphinx, the Sphinx, which is Haru Amakit. Okay? Um, I'm going to give it this proper name. At Cairo, 
or Al-Kahara, meaning Mars. When you consider that the name Moore derives from Cat and is also extricably associated with Mars, it gives little reason to doubt that the Moors played a major part in erecting the Haru Aket and other structures of Cairo. If not, it is hard to explain why their namesake has been undoubtedly imprinted upon the area. Once again, the hidden and undiscovered history of the Moors has not only demonstrated itself to be the gateway to the past, but also to the future. This is Peter Moon. I'll say again. He's a European, but he's also a Tony Moore. Or he all, or calls himself a Celtic. Those of you know that I'm who I'm talking about, uh, but I've heard from Dr. Eileen uh, L. Bay that he teaches in New York more science. But this is the only conspiratorial book that speak on, on Noble Drew Ali, Prophet Noble Drew Ali, and the Moors Divine National Movement. The only conspiratorial book. Okay. Let me go on to another <clears throat> here in another book that says here. Fiat currency counterfeit was printed by private European corporations, sanctioned by and bought off by and corrupt politicians and others circulated to subvert the only lawful money of the people as sanctioned and authorized by our Constitution. The Constitution was adopted from our Moabite foremothers and fathers, the ancient ones of Amexum, America, and this is true history, is the taboo reason why the vampires from Europe will never accomplish utter the words Republican form of government. Meaning a government or a country nation ruled by law. The reason why I say how you uh, uh, submit your documents your, uh, with your writs meaning written documents your affidavits meaning uh, documents that invoke judicial powers your nationalization papers. This when you go to the notary, then you go to the county recorders of records and deeds because the county is the law. It represents the republic. That's why it says here and this in this true history is the terrible reason why the vampire from Europe will never confidently utter the words Republican form of government. They were never out of the word. They're always talking about Democrat this, Democrat that. You know, Democrat deals with non du jour government. No, unlawful government, as you could say. Says there, <clears throat> for the children born and yet to be born, who are to inherit what we leave to them or for them, whether our material substance or spiritual knowledge, let us be sincere and steadfast and are making every effort to correct as much of the misinformation and corruption as we are able to do. We are obligated to give them a reasonable chance to make 
this a better world to live in. Peace and prosperity to all who seek truth and work for the good of all humanity. When the falsehoods and lies are exposed to the light of truth, they lose their power to blind and to enslave the natural people. And so it is with the vampires, they cannot, they they maintain their iron-handed grip on the natural peoples of the world, nor upon their resources. When the light of the sun of righteousness arises with healing in his wings. Say that again. The light of the sun of the righteousness arises with healing in his wings. The healing wings. That's part of uh, Dr. Ali, I mean, Dr. Aline and Kadira L. Bays on their website, Healing Wings Institute. They teach you recay healing. All right. Okay, it says a vampire flees from the rays of the noble sun and cannot maintain the false institution which robbed the people. And it does. It cannot stand the rays of the sun. It cannot stand truth. It cannot stand up to the light. Because man like to do all his dirty deeds in darkness. And when they see the light, they cannot comprehend it not. A lot of us dealing, uh, you can say, dealing with the uh, so-called driver's license. Uh, some people, uh, I had some people say that uh, well, you you can still uh, have driver's license and still not have the, them obtained from you or taken away from you. But my thing is, why have driver's license at all? Well, you can obtain from Dr. Eileen L. Bay and Kadir L. Bay the, the right to travel and have your own license plate like they do. See, this is part of, more, of, of, of mastering your Moorish nationality and birthright. You've got to learn how to protect that. You gotta know how to deal with these people in court when they come to you with parking tickets and fines and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Know what you're saying in these court in these courtrooms. Okay, I'm gonna take about a five minute break here and I'll be right back with you. All right. I'm a 
All right, all right, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, I hope a lot of you absorbed a lot of information that I dropped on you tonight. Okay, because I got some more to drop on you. All right. Okay. Dealing with uh, some parts of even the driver's license fraud again. Okay. Okay. It says here, it is important to remember that the Constitution is a contract of limitations on government. It is a prescription for exactly what government shall or may do and how it shall or may proceed. And the Constitution specifies the specific purpose of such government as shall rightfully exist. Okay? Now, we're talking about, okay, thousands of people have claimed their natural, divine, and God-given rights up to liberty and have various types of licenses, all self-issued. These anti-bureaucratic forms have two purposes, for natural people to claim their rights in a responsible and organized way as a peaceful transitional declaratory offering for government observance and to introduce the freedom movement and the concept of liberty to others. For instance, drive. The word drive means to impale motion and to quicken. Driver. The word driver means one employed in conducting or operating a coach, carriage, wagon, or other vehicle with horses, 
mules, or other animals, or a bicycle, tricycle, or motor car through not a street railroad car. A driver is a person actually doing driving, whether employed by an owner to drive or driving his own vehicle. Black's Law Dictionary. Okay, that's where it comes from. It says here, question. Here's the question. Is a driver's license a legitimate or rifle document? Fronted and registered for identification purpose, purposes, or is a driver's license actually and only a privilege-based revenue-raising tax instrument for commerce activity? Answer. Use your intelligence and determine the answer for yourselves. Sure you can, because the driver's license is not an identity. It is what it says. It, it, it is actually is a commercial instrument. How can your identity expire? It can't. So therefore, it cannot be an identity of anyone. It is a commercial instrument to stagnate economy. That's the answer. Okay. All right says here, fraud. What is it? Fraud is the intentional perversion of truth for the purpose of inducing another and reliance upon it to part with some viable thing belonging to him to surrender a legal right. Fraud is a false rep- representation of a matter of fact, whether by words or by conduct, by false or misleading allegations, or by concealment of that which should have been disclosed, which deceives and is intended to deceive another, so that he shall act upon it to his legal injury. Black Law Dictionary again. Going back to color. Color. What is it? Color is an appearance, semblance, or simulacrum, as distinguished from that which is real. Color is a prima facie or apparent right. Hence, color is a deceptive appearance, a plausible assumed exterior, concealing a lack of reality, a disguise or a pretext. Black's Law Dictionary again. <coughs> unalienable rights. Some people say unalienable rights. But I, I would say unalienable rights because that means you cannot be lean upon. Okay? I learned that from Dr. Arlene. Because to me, it, it, it make more sense. I don't know what anyone else might think of it. Okay? It says here, also unalienable rights. Unalienable means incapable of being a lean. That is, sold and transferred which is what a lien is, okay? Right or wrong? Now you do the math. <coughs> All right. Unalienable rights means rights, which are not to be separately transferred or sold, etc. Unalienable to is synonymous with unalienable, which means not to be transferred to another. The word unalienable is an adjective, which generally is used in law and means capable of being transferred to the ownership of others. This, I mean, thus, 
that which is unalienable is not alienable and cannot be legally or justly transferred to, to another. <coughs> unalienable rights are not cannot be given by government. However, governments are formed to secure the natural, divine, and socially pre-existing unalienable rights. Okay, and I, I said earlier about mastering the nationality and birthright. How we must study to master the uh, to master the nationality and birthright. Okay, how to study to master our nationality and birthrights. Okay, let's go to birthright. Birthrights. What are they? Birthrights are any and all rights, possession, or privileges into which a natural person is born, such as an estate discernible by law or by heir. Birthrights also pertains to a civil liberty as secured under a free constitution. Birthright often refers especially to the rights or inheritance of the firstborn, which such would issue in matters of primogeniture. Remember that. That's what birthright, that's what a birthright is. I just read it off to you. And this is what you should master. See some of you here. It says a holy covenant of the Asiatic nation or a holy or a son contract of the Asiatic nation. Okay. Okay, it said number one. Ye are the children of one father, provided for by his care and the breast of one mother, hath given you suck. Two, let the bonds of affection therefore unite thee with thy brothers, that peace and happiness may dwell in thy father's house. Three, and when ye separate into the world, remember the relation that blinded or bindeth you to love and unity, and prefer not a stranger before thy own blood. For if thy brother is in adversity, assist him if thy sister is in trouble. Forsake her not. Five, so so shall the fortune of thy father contribute to the support of his whole race, and his care be continued to you all in your love and to each other. All right. I feel like I just need to read that. And those of you that have a lot of more um, thinking just because you're nationalized and you have a birthright, you can do anything you want to do, regardless of the consequences, that's not true. You still go to jail more. You still break the law. Need to get that. Need to un, need to have that very well understood. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna read to you the peace of treaty and friendship between the Moors and the Europeans. First, first I'm gonna read this here. It said treaties are most often it often initially signed by commissioners who specifically and 
properly delegated with the potent powers needed from the sovereign majesty or executive president and they and their assigned regents or stall for negotiations in such matters. Okay, get that understanding. Says dealing with the word peace. Okay, here's word peace. Peace is the essential state and condition of freedom from civil strife or war. It embraces freedom from public destruction. Or, <clears throat> I'm lost here. Hold up. It embraces the freedom from public disorders or disorders and marks the condition of law and order, etc. Peace, therefore, relates to an undisturbed state of mind, undisturbed condition, and to the absence of mental conflict, etc. Therefore, peace, be the efforts of all parties, alludes to a state of calmness, harmon, harm, harmonious and tranquility. Treaties are compacts that represent the honor of the parties to them to uphold and to take such measures as are necessary to keep the peace. Now we have friendship. Friendship. Friendship is the state or condition of being a friend. A friend is one who is conjoined to another in mutual benevolence or relations. A friend is also one who wishes another or a cause well doing or acting upon such things that demonstrates sympathy and support, etc. Being on the same side in principle and on who is on good terms. Okay, peace and friendship, the treaty of peace and friendship. Okay. <clears throat> And find the piece of friendship. The uh, I'm find this. Um, with me, bear with me here. Friendship here in find it. I thought I had it a few minutes ago. <coughs> okay, here it is. Okay. Thank you for your patience. Okay. Treaty of Peace and Friendship, seventeen eighty six to seventeen eighty seven, preamble. To all persons to whom these presents shall come, or may be made known, whereas the United States of America and Congress, assembled by their commission, bearing date, 20th day of May 1, 1784, thought proper to constitute John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and Minister Plenipotentiary, given to them, or a majority of them, full powers, to confer, treat, and negotiate with the ambassador ministers of commissioner of his majesty 
the Emperor of Morocco concerning a treaty of amity and commerce. That falls with the, the amity, I'm going to start right here, amity and commerce. That's with the, the stars and stripes flag, okay, with the stars of the 50 states, well, the 48 states. Uh, you can have the stars and stripes, red, white, and blue. That's the flag of the amity and commerce. That's not actually the American flag. The American flag is the cherry red flag with the green five-pointed star in the center. It is the Moroccan flag, the Al-Moroccan flag, which is corrupted name now is America. Okay, I'm going to get you to understand that. Then you hop also the flag, the third flag, which is in the center, which is uh, the, uh, the flag of the, uh, the continental flag with the evergreen tree in the upper left corner and the white square box, okay? That is the flag, the flag, the continental flag, meaning flag of the continent. All right. That's why you see these uh, three flags standing in most of your uh, your uh, your uh, temples of uh, more science temples of the world. Okay? All right. If you're understanding that. Okay, let me go back. <clears throat> So the Treaty of Amity and Commerce to make and receive propositions for such treaty and to conclude and sign the same, transmitting to the United States and Congress, assembled for their final ratification. And by one other commission bearing date, the 11th day of March, 1785, did further empower the sad ministers, plenipotentiary, or a majority of them by writing under the hands and seals to appoint such agent in the sad business as they might think proper with authority under the directions and instruction of the sad ministers to commerce and prosecute the sad negotiations and conferences for the sad treaty provided that the sad treaty should be signed by ministers and whereas we the said John Adams and Thomas Jefferson two of the said ministers of plenipotentiary and the said Benjamin Franklin being absent at, by writing under the hand and seal of the said John Adams at London, October 5th, 1785, and of the said Thomas Jefferson, Paris, October the 11th, the same year, did appoint Thomas Barclay, agent in the business aforesaid, giving him the power of therein, which by the said second commission we were authorized to give. And the said Thomas Barclay, in pursuance thereof, both arranged articles for a treaty of amity and commerce between the United States of America and His Majesty the Emperor of Morocco. The seal with his royal seal. I'm going to stop right here. And it says the Emperor of Morocco. That means here, not over in Northwest Africa somewhere. This is the Moroccan Kingdom. Okay? This is here. Like I said before, the, the term Al-Morocco has, has been corrupted into the word America. Because this was the first uh, nation state to uh, recognize the United States as a nation, of America as a nation. Okay, let me go on. 
Now, I wouldn't say nation state exactly, but I say it's the first country to uh, recognize the United States of America. All right? It says here, the Morocco and seal with his royal being translated into the language of said United States of America, together with the estatations thereto and X, or in the following words, to wit, in the name of Almighty God, this is a treaty of peace and friendship established between us and the United States of America, which is confirmed, and which have ordered to be written in the book and seal, with our royal seal at our court of Morocco in the 25th day of the blessed month of Shaban, in the year 1200, trusting in God, it will remain permanent. Okay? Says here, I can't read it all through the articles to uh, be all night reading it. But every every one of you uh, that are nationalized more, so before you get nationalized, you must get a copy of the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. You must, it must be a part of your library. Okay? Okay. Now, uh, dealing with um, with law again, things we should know. Things more national, best more that are national and try to master their nationality. The things we should know. Okay. When you're dealing with the courts, you know, like you want to go into the court and they say, how do you plead? And then you say, first of all, you send in your papers, your of documents of writs and affidavits to the courts, to the judge's chamber and to the prosecuting attorney and to the court clerk office about a week ahead of time before a court date. That's what I would prefer for you to do. That's for all court dates. Let your documents precede you first before you go to these courts. Because if not, you wait until the time that you go to court, they can start adjudicating on you right then and there. So you, what you want to do, you want to establish your nationality and birthright. Come there. When you come there, come with the Moors national flag. Come there with the Washita uh, national flag, whatever, you know, uh, 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 whatever flag you know you carry. I don't know. Some of us, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, in an anarchy. Some of us are Ben um, Ishmael Moors. Some of us are, uh, you know, other part of other Moors groups. But you all are derivatives from the Washington United Washington Dido Armandia. But the Washington Dido Armandia Moor Nation Empire is the oldest group of people on the planet. I'm not saying that because I have blood lineage to them, which I do. I have blood lineage. My great-great-grandmother was a Choctaw, Washington Moore, meaning Choctaw, meaning dark chocolate complexion people. I have a picture of her in my living room. Dr. Arlene L. Bay and Kadira Bay has the picture because I sent them a copy. Still have it. I can still send another copy for them to show it to anyone who wants to see it. 
okay? But, you know, back to this, back to, you know, dealing with this, I'm not saying this because, you know, like I said, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in Washington more because we are Moors. I want to get that first thing straight. We are all Moors. Whether we're from Africa, whether you're from Brazil, whether you're from the adjoining islands of the Americas, whether we're, wherever we're from around the globe, we are all Moors. Period. So, okay. So I'm not trying to say I am uh, uh, a different more than anybody else. No, I'm not. We are Moors. Period. All right? I'm going to get that understanding. Okay. When we get into the court courtrooms, you go in there, and when you have, look, your documents precede you before you go to court. And when you go, we come in there as a restricted appearance. Because some of us, we used to say a special, but now we say restricted, may have come in to make a restricted appearance. It's the rest rest and coercion, you know. You know, they may ask you, um, how do you plead? You can say, I state for the record and let the record show, I do not consent and I waive the benefits for the record. Meaning, you do not consent, you do not consent them making any judicial claims against you. You do not consent them making any jurisdiction over you or against you. You do not consent them making any charges against you. You do not consent them making any contract with you. That's what that means. Okay? Now I'm going to say this again. I'm going to repeat it. They say, I do not let, it, let, the, let the record show. I stay for the record and let the record show. I do not consent, meaning I do not consent them making or having any jurisdiction over or against me. I do not consent you having any charges over or against me. I do not consent you making any uh, 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 contracts uh, uh, against me or any charges against me. And that's no for the record. Okay. All right. Then um, you said they might ask you, "Do you go pro se?" You tell them, "Hell no." You know, for the record, let the record show I'm in proper persona, so juries, meaning I'm in, I'm in my own one's proper person. So juries mean I'm in my own right. That means. So you, as mastering our nationality and birthright, we must know what the terms mean. For instance, when I first got nationalized and I had to take my papers to the county recorder of records and deeds, I was asked, what did propia persona mean? So juries mean. Can you write that down and tell us what that means, sir? So I wrote it down and told him what that means. Because some took us to, uh, at times you will be challenged on that, and you better know. Not to try to spook you out, not trying to scare you, but you better know what you're doing. Part of mastering our nationality and birthright. All right, let me go on. <clears throat> Read some things here. Okay, says so the grantor. You may see the grantor on your nationality papers as 
you go to the county recorder of records and deeds in court and the county clerk office. It says here, granted, the party who transfers title and real property, seller, giver, to another buyer, recipient, by grant, deed, or uh, quick claim, deed. You never want to be the grantor. You never want to be the grantor. You're going to be one that receives, not the grantor, because the grantor deals with the straw man. All right. Okay, income. The monetary payment received for goods or service or from other services or as rents or investments, but none of us get any income because there is no money. Forget what you call uh, fiat money or pecuniary wages in place of income. We do not get income. Dealing with misnomers. Misnomer means a mis- misapplied or inappropriate name or designation, an error in naming a person or thing. That's called with us Negro, black, and colored. African American, people of color, those are misnomers. That a lot of us, uh, that, a lot, that, uh, that they have given, given us. Through the times and years, those are names that we've given ourselves. We are not that. We are Aboriginal indigenous Moors, Moabite people, Asiatic people. That's who we are. And when someone calls you colored, black, Negro, African American, people of color, those are misnomers. That's a mis- That's what a misnomer is. Okay. They talk about jurisdiction. They say not making any jurisdictions against me. Not making any uh, uh, jurisdiction over me. And when you when you reply to the judge, how do you want to plead? Says, I do not consent. Do not consent to jurisdiction. Uh, <clears throat> Making any jurisdiction against me or over me refers to a court authority to judge over a situation usually acquired to one of the three ways over acts committed in a defined territory, over certain types of cases, or over certain persons. <coughs> That's what they mean by jurisdiction. You don't you don't you don't consent to them having any jurisdiction over you or against you. And I always say, let the record show. Or I state for the record and let the record show. Put it on the record. Although in these courtrooms, they don't keep records because they're not real courts. But you do what you're supposed to do when you're in these courts. Do your job. Do what you're supposed to do for yourself. Let them worry about the records. You know I already stated for the record. Remember that. Okay, some of us uh, write certain letters to different locations, or geographical locations. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, let's go to the word domicile. The residence where you have or your permanent 
home or principal establishment. And to where, wherever you are absent, you intend to return the location where an individual partnership or corporation establishes permanent residence as per legal obligations. Okay? Or when you write a letter, you can put CO, care of, C slash O, in front of the, the um, <clears throat> so-called address, number of your address. Then you make sure you put brackets uh, between the four-digit or three-digit numbers on your domicile. You bracket it off, and then the other name, you, uh, you spell all the names and places or geographical locations, but do not abbreviate. Do not abbreviate. Do not let, do not say, say, for instance, you live in Los Angeles, California, Los Angeles, CA. Do not abbreviate that. Spell California in its full name because when you say CA, that is that represents a corporation. That's what you're saying. Do not say L.A. Just spell Los Angeles as it is spelled. Spell California as it is spelled. And then you write your postal zone, what they call zip code. Then you use brackets on your postal zone. And you say Los Angeles, California, Republic. Postal zone, whatever the, the five-digit uh, num- uh, numbers may be. Then you bracket those five-digit numbers off. When you sign checks, you know, uh, uh, any check or anything, any document, any document, I don't care what it is, always put all rights reserved before your before your nomin or before your name. You can use stamps if you want to, preferably red stamps. So they won't, because uh, sometimes they may lift them. <clears throat> On the bottom of your of your of your autograph, uh, when I mean autograph, some people, uh, as they say, generally signatures, but we use the term autograph. <clears throat> when they say sign, we use autograph. We say no, I'll autograph it. Please sign no, I'm, I'm going to autograph it. And under your autograph, you put. You put down, um, uh, put down without prejudice, without 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 prejudice or dishonor under that under under your name. And on 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 past your name, you write TDC, threat, duress, and coercion. And if you want to use the Uniform Commercial Code, you use UCC one dash. 308 or UCC 1-103. But you must be in your proper person when you do it. You can do it and <clears throat> use your straw man or your slave uh, slave name because the UCC applies to everyone, whether you nationalize or not. But what I am saying is the UCC also brings back to the Constitution. I mean, a lot of people say that the UCC is the white man's law. That's a damn lie. The UCCs are the laws of the high seas, but our ancient foremothers and forefathers used to control the high seas. Therefore, it is Moorish law. 
They say it's not the law of the land, but the, but but those of you that know better know that they have moved the water to land now. It does not belong to the so-called white man. The Constitution belongs to us. It was already here. The Washita, the United Washita, and the Iroquois Confederation of nations, of tribal nations, all that came from us. That's what we used to govern ourselves hundreds of thousands of years before the Europeans set on this land. And that's where they got the Constitution from. It did not come from England. Because England, most people don't know, England does not have a written Constitution. They talk about having one, but they do not have a written constitution. Did you know that? <clears throat> well, they don't. That's where they got their constitution from us, our ancient foremothers and forefathers. Okay. You go to the word denationalize, to deprive of national status, attachments, or characteristics. Those of you that know, know what I'm talking about. Those of you that didn't know, you know now. Okay, we're talking about threat, uh, duress, and coercion. Okay, what I, t- I told you a few seconds ago about signing contracts. Because when you sign a, a, a check, that's a contract. When you sign any application for a job, that is a contract. When you sign anything, when you... Uh, go to the store and pay notes for certain items. That is a contract. Buying a home, when you sign uh, the, the, the so-called deeds, which is uh, well, actually it's a rental fee under feudal law, but you use allodium titles for that. We'll talk about that another time, okay? But, uh, when you want to deal with stuff like that, dealing with buying homes, dealing with allodium titles, I suggest you... Uh, Get on the website and uh, uh, and tap in www.dralimlbay.com, and he touches on a lot of that, a lot of those issues. Okay. Okay. Now some of the threat, duress, and coercion. Duress, duress, where a person is prevented from acting or not acting according to their free will. I say it again. The rest, where a person is prevented from acting or not acting according to their free will by threats or force of another. It is says to be under the rest, contracts signed under the rest are laudable, and in many places you cannot be convicted of a crime if you can prove that you were forced or threatened into committing the crime. That's why when you sign checks or any document, okay, because we know the checks are fraud, they are not lawful, okay? Therefore, you go along with the debt. You, 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 you know what I mean? But all of us, we, I mean, you know, we, we don't, there is no lawful money out here. So therefore, we compelled to go along with it. 
you sign checks and other documents, money orders, uh, what or uh, whatnot. You know, that's why you try to threat duress and coercion. I'm gonna repeat this again. Let me repeat this again. Duress, where a person is prevented from acting or not acting according to their free will by threats or force of another. It is said to be under duress. Contracts, contracts signed under duress are voidable, and in many places. You cannot be convicted of a crime if you can prove that you were forced or threatened into committing the crime. Because the checks and balances and money orders, all these, they are not lawful. They are frauds. All the so-called money or the Federal Reserve notes we use are not money. They are unlawful. Okay. Okay, go here to contract law. Contract law can be classified as a habitual and civil law system as part of the general law of obligations based on the Latin phrase Pacta sunt servanda. Pact must be kept. Okay, we have contract. Contract is a legally binding exchange of promises or agreement between parties that the law will enforce. Okay, just trying to get some words. Some of us. Uh, Familiar at one time, but might have forgotten, you know, because I know I've forgotten some certain terms, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't claim to be an all knower, you know. And I'm too, I'm too smart for that to tell anybody that. So, so I, just, I, want to, I want you to get that understanding of me. Okay. Yes, here. Uh, uh, yes, here are chattel, movable items of property, which are neither land nor permanently attached to land or a building, either directly or vicariously through attachment to real property. The opposite of chattel is real property, which includes land or buildings. All property which is not real property is said to be chattel, personal property or personality. Get that? Or other words, sometimes used to describe the concept of chattel. When a lawyer talk about the bar association, that they passed the bar. Uh, all of them, including your judges, are members of the Bar Association, uh, the American Bar Association. The Bar Association, meaning British Arbitration Regency. That's what Bar means. It means British Arbitration Regency. The American British Arbitration Regency. Because at, at, uh, it, <clears throat> all, of, all of that ties back to the British Crown of England. Okay, remember that also.
Okay, we have here, have what you call now, I'm going to deal with the word affidavit. We'll be talking about affidavits, right? When we sign, when we have affidavits, a part of our, our, our nationality papers. Okay, affidavit. An affidavit is the written equivalent of giving oral evidence under oath by the deponent, which is the person who makes the affidavit. It is a written description of, of facts that is sworn or solemnly declared to be true. An affidavit is usually made in the context of court proceedings. Hearsay, evidence, is allowed as long as the source of the deponent's information is identified and the dependent takes an oath that he or she believes the evidence is true. That's why you must send your papers, let your papers precede you before your court date. That's, that's why you must lead, let your papers precede you before you go to any court date. That's what an affidavit is. Read it again. Affidavit, an affidavit is the written equivalent of giving oral evidence under oath by the deponent, who is the person who makes the, the affidavit. It is a written description of facts that is sworn or solemnly declared to be true. An affidavit is usually made in the context of court proceedings. Hearsay evidence is allowed as long as the source of the deponent's information is identified and the deponent takes an oath that he or she believes the evidence is true. That's why you let your papers proceed you before you go to court. So you go to the justice chambers, the, the the attorney, and the clerk, the court clerk office. Those three. Send them copies of all your nationality papers, your affidavits, all that, to all three of them a week ahead of advance, if you can. I would prefer. Okay, now go to the word bond. Bond, written guarantee or pledge, which is purchased from a bonding company or by an individual as security bondsman to guarantee some form of performance, including showing up in court. Bail bond, I already spoke about that earlier, about bail bond, about maritime terms, amity maritime terms, bail, bail you out of the water, dealing with energy. Building you out of jail. Bail bondsman. Okay? Bail bond. Okay? Property, properly complete construction or other contract terms. Performance bond. That the bonded party will not steal or mismanage funds. That a purchase article is the real thing or that a title is good. If there is a failure, then the bondage company will make good up, up to the amount of the bond. Those of you that know what I'm talking about, bonds also is, is our birth certificates. It's a bond set against us. For those who didn't know, you know now, because I just dropped it off you. Okay. That is a bond. 
bond certificate, a birth certificate. Okay. Now, let's go to the word adjudication. Adjudication, the act of giving a judicial ruling, such as a judgment or decree. The term is used particularly in bankruptcy proceedings in which the order declaring a debtor bankrupt is called adjudication. But you don't want them adjudicating on you. You want them, that's why I let your papers precede you first before you have a court date. Whatever what the court is about. Okay, we have common law. Okay, we have a system of jurisprudence based on judicial precedents, rather those statutory laws. Commercial law, the legal regulations governing transactions and related matters in business and trade. All right. That'll be all for now, sisters and brothers. I hope, I hope everything I said to you was helpful to you, and I hope you were enlightened by the science I was dropping on you tonight. So they're getting ready to cut me off, so I don't want to cut me off while I'm still dropping the science on you at the same time. All right. All right. God, God be with you all. May Allah be with you, with you and yours, and to you and the rest of the human family. I say to you, Good night. Peace and love and honor. Ehaate washita east. Peace. Before, before you try 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 before, before you
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.